Welcome all, welcome back. I am James Giffins. And I am just adjusting my microphone. <laughs> and my name is Malcolm Childs. And this is the Just Make a Conversation podcast. From Olive Greens to self... Ah. I have to edit it now. Yeah, you do, yeah. Well, you're the producer. That's, that's what your job is. From Olive Greens to Shelf Queens, we are going to be Just Making Conversation. Remember, there are other podcasts that you could listen to. Plastic Model Mojo. The Scale Model Podcast. Plastic Posse Podcast. And On The Bench. Model Geeks. Or The Sprue Cutters Union. Small subjects. Maybe Built Sideways. More Model by Go Pardon. Or something like that. The Micro Machines Podcast. And Show Podcast. Modeling Insanity Podcast, head to modelpodcasts.com for all of the links. If you enjoyed this episode, you can show your support in two ways. Leave a fantastic five-star review on your favorite podcast app for free. Or contribute financially. Visit, visit paypal.me forward slash podcast JMC for a one-time donation. Or if you really fancy it, for a monthly donation, check out our Patreon, patreon.com, just making conversation. It's as easy as cheesecake. It is. It is. In this episode, we are going to be just making conversation about the amazing Scale Model World show, which happened on the 11th of November at the Telford Conference Centre in the United Kingdom. Well, not just us, but it's the largest and best show in the world. Or is it? Where the cream of our hobbies show us the finest of work for us to aspire to. Just how much social interaction can you get in a busy 11,000 square foot of heaven and homage to the hobby we love? Are we adding the uh, commands, commentages? We have had some commentages, and we've had them on the Facebook page uh, on the post that um, the producer put up uh, super quick after uh, Telford. Uh, it kicks off with uh, Frank Little. He says, uh, it was a great show. Really enjoyed meeting you both. Glad you enjoyed the biscuits. As usual, I'll be listening in my lorry. Oh, yeah, he was chuffed when we talked about him before. He said he was, he was overjoyed. He was overjoyed. Hmm. As long as he wasn't going over a roundabout, that's all that matters. Yeah, so we got back from Scale Model World, and we've met a lot of people. We uh-huh. met a lot of you, didn't we? We did. So many, I can't even remember who they were. And we got biscuits. Oh, did we get biscuits? We got presents all over the place. I Even one person nearly reduced me to tears. Did they? They did, yeah. I didn't tell you that, but yeah, they did. Oh, no, no, you didn't. Do you want to tell me? Or it's, I'm going to be really rude, because I can't remember who it was. <laughs> Oh my god! What? what it was was that I wasn't really expecting it. Obviously, I was there doing my thing, not with my my hat of just making conversation on at the time. Ah, right. And this person passed me over a gift and went, "I just love your show," and I was like, "What?" Oh. And then it dawned on me what the, what it, what it was about because yeah. at, at the particular moment, I was <laughs> I had someone talking in my ear about a, a paint color another one talking about um something else and anyway uh yeah it, it just caught me a little off guard and i was like oh oh well, yeah, great that's really great to meet you uh, i did use the name at the time because they didn't introduce themselves but i've forgotten it i do apologize what was the gift uh it was a little bag of of, of cookies and um there were some crisps in there and oh yes but it was all it was all in a lovely Lovely gift bag. I got one too. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah, uh, they did say us. Oh, we we went and saw Malcolm first, and I was like, well, yeah, I, I expect that anyway. But yeah, they were just. It just. I wasn't ready for that. Bump into the odd person that shows and bits and pieces every now and again, and um, it's not not a big problem. It was just a, a very busy weekend, and uh, yeah, there was just that moment where I was like, I think I'm gonna cry, uh, but I stopped myself. Oh. But um, yeah, so oh. thank you very much to everybody. There was lots and lots of you that gave uh, us gifts, 
Um, I, I, I have to confess, and I think I think you'll you'll know the listeners will know. Um, there was definitely a, a little bit of um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, selective sharing going on. Selective sharing. What of car keys or girlfriends or? Uh, aware of some gifts being given to you and then been oh, give, that oh. To, give that to james i don't i don't do cinema well oh, well we could talk about that or we could not <laughs> ever mention it and no one would ever know <laughs> well that's it put me right in it <laughs> oh, fuck it james will know i hate cinnamon it's like kryptonite for me <laughs> it's like why would you eat bark i mean fuck off <laughs> Um, anyway, I hate cinnamon. I don't think it's food, and that's that. But, you know, hey, I love gifts, and I love the gesture, and I love the kindness and the thoughtfulness. But uh, please please don't give me any more cinnamon. <laughs> and now I've thrown you under the bus. Because <laughs> a, a couple of biscuits were cinnamon ones. And brought all the way from Canada, specifically. They were, yeah, specifically. I love them. Which you will enjoy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. One of them has um, Model Geeks sticker on it. It, it does, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you. Initially, if I'm honest, initially when I heard that there was a, uh, yeah, give it to him, um, it, it made me feel a little bit bad. Uh, but then when talking to the young gentleman who handed that, that lovely gift over, I thought, do you know what? Yeah, Actually, he's yeah. got out of his way to get me something special that Malcolm won't nick off me. So <laughs> the gifts were, were very, very unexpected. And... Um, uh, my waistline will thank you in, in advance. <laughs> yeah, God, uh, just so many people, and um, and it, and and it was a whirlwind weekend, um, but it was brilliant fun. Uh, James and I were busy doing our, you know, different things that we do, and mm. um, it was lovely to have little conversations here and there with you guys. So thank you ever so much for coming up and sort of just. I ran out of stickers, which pisses me off. This is I've got um, a load here in the workbench, but I di- I didn't bring them. Um, because I thought I had enough in the car and I clearly didn't because it ran out. But I did get a load of um Model Geeks stickers from Tim, so uh, I was giving them out instead. <laughs> 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 oh dear, it was fun, it was brilliant. We're just going to go back to the uh comments that were made on uh, Malcolm's post. Bob Ross was next and he said, uh, Great to meet you both on the day. A fantastic Telford show this weekend. Apologies for failing to bring any biscuits of my own. Yeah, that's fine. Mm. That's fine. Again, I didn't tell Malcolm this, but I did actually go very hobnob packed. The idea being that I was actually going to persuade people to have a hobnob when they, if I, if I met somebody. Mm. Um, <laughs> in a way, I'm glad I didn't give them out because, um, I like them, um, and I'm selfish. Uh, but uh, no, but the uh, sixteen packs that I did take with me, <laughs> yes, twelve of them come back with me. So um, that will keep me busy for a little while. You kept that quiet. Yeah, I did. Oh, that's why you needed a van. Oh, you bastards! <laughs> we 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 were giving them out on the on the on the table. Well, well, yeah, Lisa was on the, on the Sunday. She's like, I'm not going back with all these bloody odd knobs. You see, they were on the turntable on the Friends Models of Heroes. Well, yeah, did, did you notice that on the Saturday there was one packet and on the Sunday there was two packets? Yes, it did. The second packet we gave them as a donation because we thought they might like them. Oh, they were on display, yeah. No, that wasn't the idea. You're meant to eat them because then we could have given them another packet. Anyway. Okay, so John Marley, uh, friend of the show... He came from Australia with his brother, Paul. They came over to say hello. And um, he brought some Tim Tams. And I bit into it. And I went, oh, that's just like penguins. I lost it. He's, I thought his corks were going to flip off his hat. <laughs> they had to fly off in disgust. <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to get his didgeridoo and hit you with it. <laughs> I didn't see his didgeridoo all weekend. But, um, yeah, so much so that he's even put up a picture. Well, no, somebody else, James Khan. Uh, thank you, James. Put up a, a little Wikipedia entry. It looks like the Tim Tams are better than penguins, and here's why. <laughs> uh, it was just all going off. It, you, you need to go and look because Malcolm put a very good little um, gift up uh, because there was the call for a fight at one point. And, uh... <laughs> well, there already was a fight. Yeah. You know, so... 
I think when I, uh, I think I think when I called Tim Tams bourbon biscuits with chocolate on top, I think that was, that was it. Uh, but there is a photograph floating around that I have seen of John Marley eating a penguin. Yes, and and the comment is, ah, damn it. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Yeah, History Mill says, I think I saw you in the competitors area, though I wasn't one hundred percent sure. Were you recording there? I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah. We were, yeah. So if anyone saw us walking around <laughs> Telford, generally, me and Malcolm, because we only really walked around once, mm. uh, I just need to confess and explain to you that I wasn't at any point nibbling on his his nipple. All it was that Malcolm has decided that we were going to do a bit of recording and brought one mic and he had to put it on his chest. So I had to walk around trying to put my face as close as I could to the microphone, which basically made me look like I was giving him a big hug and nibbling his nipple as we walked around. I didn't mind. I didn't mind at all. No, you you look very happy and comfortable. <laughs> History Mill does say about he didn't want to disturb us. If you if you see us bump into us once, hello, don't don't be worried by that, just disturb us. Yep. Absolutely. So it was a challenging environment and um Malcolm the producer will be enjoying That's three times you said that now. Well you are the producer. <laughs> Let's change my CD. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yes, um, I've lost track of what I'm saying then. Never mind. Good. So, Gordon's up next, and he says, uh, enjoyed meeting you. <laughs> Hope you like the cinnamon cookies. I will. They'll be, they'll, they'll be very nice. Thank you very much. And thank you for the hobnobs. Uh, we'll enjoy them on the flight back to Canada. Yeah, it was nice oh, meeting you, Gordon. Thank you very much for popping in. Yeah. God, I wish I could remember the name of the, the guy who had the T-shirt. Ah, why can't I remember his name? Ah, uh, yes, that was. He had the T-shirt and he had the airplane with the hobnobs on the back with the tarp over the top of it. Yep. Oh, what was his name? Oh, I'm so, so, so sorry. You're talking about the guy that had the QR code on the back? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Awful. You know who you are, and massive respect to you because uh, you made that day. He did tell me actually that he uh, he tested the QR code before coming to the show, mm. and it worked fine. Mm. However, at the show, it didn't work, which is a massive shame. <laughs> um, it was it was linking it to a, a voting, uh, some sort of voting, wasn't it? I don't think I was there long enough to see what it was. Did I take a picture of it? One second, I think I did. Uh, yes, I did. There we go. Do you know what would be nice if we went to a show as JMC and just enjoyed yes. the interaction rather than going as other things and then on the side do JMC? Too many hats at Telford. If we chose one show to go to and that was our JMC show and the rest of it can bog off. I like that idea. Yeah, we should do that. Anyway, so the T-shirt was the big question. What biscuit fuels your model building? Are you a hobnotic? <laughs> Or cheesy about digestives. <laughs> and it's just a bit of fun. Yes, yeah, scan the QR code for uh, your site. Actually, do you know what? I might put that up as a, a separate post as well. Because you might be able to scan the QR picture, the picture of the QR code. That'd be quite fun. But yeah, that was ingenious. It, it blew me away that someone had gone all that to all that length. And we can't remember his name. No. Did someone ask you to sign something? Oh, yes. Uh, that was that was a moment in itself. Um, a young lady and her mother came over and uh, thrust something in front of me and said, can I have your autograph? <laughs> and I was, um, well, <laughs> gobsmacked. It's like, uh, well, yeah, of course I can, no problem. <laughs> um, and never, never been in a situation, um, you know, other than a police station um, <laughs> where, where I need to sign something. Or a bank. Um, I I wasn't sure what to do, so I did I I did write my first name uh, and signed it as a in a sort of a signature sort of way, uh-huh. and then went to do my second name and thought they probably don't know my second name. It's not a problem, so I put hearts and kisses instead. Oh, that's nice. And this was a present that was going to be given to her father. Yeah, who's one of our listeners. Yeah, and again, <laughs> I don't remember the name. No, I don't either. God, I'm so sorry. Oh. Well, it's funny because I remember when they said, would you sign this? And I said, oh, uh, I can. And I thought, I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> My squiggles all over this, but okay, fine. Um, so I did, and I had that moment where I had the Sharpie in my hand, and I leaned over towards her and I said, who's it to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. And I, and I still can't remember who it was. 
All I do know that they were both very, very lovely. Uh, and the girl was over the moon at the fact that she'd managed to do it. Later on that day, I was outside the venue um, helping someone to put stuff in a car. And she happened to walk past with her mum. Oh. And I waved and smiled at her, and she hid behind her mum. <laughs> just made me laugh. Don't blame her. But yeah, once she saw you out in the light of day, <laughs> like, like, there's a weird man waving at me, mum. Yeah, that's true. Um, we got another comment from our previous episode, the the, the FX one, talking about the ferret. Oh yes, Peter Brown said, "I just started listening to this episode. Already loving the scale model idea." Did you realise that the 144th scale people are 112th scale to the scales? So if the scales were one-to-one, the people would be Doll's House size. Land of the Giants diorama. Mm-hmm. Mm. There you are. Very good. <laughs> that's not confusing in any way, shape, or form. But yes, I see your point. If I put my little people on there, that'd be quite fun. Uh, we got a message from Jamie E. Adamson. Good afternoon, guys, he says. I was wondering if you could give our upcoming IPMS Houston show a mention in your upcoming episode. Our show is on May the 4th at the Stafford Center in Stafford, Texas. We have dual themes this year. May the 4th be with you and adversaries. We are also introducing a Best of Show Mecca Award, implementing gold, silver, and bronze, as well as feedback sheets. <laughs> this also happens to be the home club of Mike Stucker, as you may know from the tale of the episode. So that is the IPMS Houston May the 4th show at the Stafford Center in Stafford, Texas. Go and be awesome. Thank you, Jamie. That is all the comments. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to share your views and, and all that. Okay. Right. Moose Roo Cup update? Yes. Run that jingle. Moose Roo Cup. Moose Roo Cup. Let's talk about the Moose Roo Cup. Boom. Woo-hoo. Oh, no. Did you hear that the uh, Sprue Cutters Union have got a jingle for their Moose Roo Cup? No, I didn't. Oh. On the drive up to Scale Model World, I was listening to a couple of podcasts, and I happened to listen to uh, Sprue Cutters Union, and they had a jingle, and it is very good. It's all rocky and guitar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're throwing a baton down at us, are they? No, they haven't. They've just copied us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. we do a jingle, just like JMC do. But we'll make ours good. <laughs> yeah. The Musaru update is done. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, that is where we're at. Oh, I see. There is none. Right. Oh, you, you didn't edit that bit out, did you? Oh, goodness sake. <laughs> you are clever. No, unfortunately, because of um, Telford and the business and blah, 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 I have done zero model making for weeks. We were going to do a live. We said we might do a live again. We did. Mm-hmm. And we still might. We still will. Okay. No, we're not might. We will. Okay. It's just once the dust settles, which is going to be probably the end of the week, uh, we, we will organise something. All right, dude. Awesome. Because pe- people are getting on with it. People are getting on. Wow. Did you happen to see Mr. Bedding's entry? It's finished. Bloody lovely. Not scary at all. I'm glad I'm not um, the one that's up being against Chris Meddings in a competition. I'm in- Chris has let the cat out of the bag a little early. I could be that person right at the back of the race, just steaming forward now. <laughs> has he reaped all the high weeds out of the way for you so that you can come screaming straight through? Yeah, that's it, basically. Absolutely. I am now super streamlined now that I've had my wash. Just to remind you that um, it's March. You've got till. Yeah, no, we're not at a four-week stage yet, so I'm, I'm still in front of you, so that's okay. And it's a tricky kit, too. I know it is. I, I have been very quietly watching in the background. I'm going to make loads of mistakes with it, but it's fine. No, it'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be my, my first project on the bench once I get back to actually doing some physical modelling, so that'd be cool. Have you have you got any bench update? <gasps> Me? Oh. Yes, I do. Um, I have been, uh, as you know, working on my 144 scale jumbo jet with the shuttle on the top. And I've now got the base frame out, and I'm now starting to put on the 
paving slabs that are going to be made out of cardboard because I need some sort of texture on them. So um, I've been doing that and kind of making them into little diamondy shapes. I uh, did my little re bit of research on the aerial view of the uh, the airfield and how it looks. So I'm doing that. I've got uh, all the wheels painted up. I haven't actually painted up the aircraft yet. That's going to be the last thing I do. Um, I'm just trying to get the diorama part done because mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's uh, a bit that I can kind of switch off and just happily build it. Yeah. Um, when I do the aircraft, I've really got to think about, uh, well, because I'm going to be spraying a lot of white. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I've really got to think about where I'm doing it. I've got to put on this, you know, the spray stuff and um, uh, take good care of it. So I haven't done that yet because I haven't really been in the place to be able to do so. Mm -hmm. When I do, I will, um, and it won't be long. Hopefully, um, the next few weeks, if I can get some time. Um, also, I've built the stairs, uh -huh. the airport stairs as well. Uh -huh. They look really, really good. Really happy with them. Um, they were a resin set that I purchased um, from Hannant. I think it was a company called Brazi, I think. Yeah. There they are. Just showing you on the screen. Uh -huh. So um, they're ready to be primed. Uh, I scratch built some extra little bits on there, like um, railings and stuff. Uh huh. That's the stairs. Yeah, nice. And they're tiny. Um, the people are great. I'm really happy with the people. Um, did I show you those? Yes, I have. Uh huh. Um, and also, uh, reaching over, excuse me, um, a little uh, baggage trolley as well. Yeah. I've done that too. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, so that's all going to go on there. Um, slowly, slowly. Catchy monkey. As they say, uh, what else have I been doing? That's it, I guess. Um, obviously, uh, I bought something from Scale Model World. I don't know if you bought anything at all. No, can you believe it? The one year I, I've never bought anything, yeah. Well, did, did he buy I... coffee? <laughs> no, uh, I uh, went to a LAN 13 stand, Ooh. as I now seem to do every year for the last three years, mm -hmm. and purchase their latest um, jet scooter. So that's, oh, that's what I excellent. picked up. So it's a little um, little Vespa without mm -hmm. wheels, but with like little hover motors or something. Mm -hmm. um, it's a mixture of resin and 3D printed parts, and it is lovely. Um, I haven't put it together yet, but I will very soon. <laughs> Well, I say that. I said that about the last ones I bought two, three years ago. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm planning on doing, the plan for it is, is um, a dio of um, people working on their motorbike parts. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a jet bike um, uh, motor um, garage. And what the guy's got his Vespa parked out the front, you know, his jet Vespa. Um, and that'll be all nice and shiny in that, and then um, pimped up, and then inside there'll be sort of these kind of old racers um, that he's working on, and there'll be all sort of sci-fi panels and stuff going on. I've got loads of World 24th um, figures that I've been collecting over the last couple of years that are mechanics, rally mechanics, Model T Ford mechanics, you know, mm -hmm. and those kind of sets, and I'm going to make a diorama up. Not exactly sure how it's going to look, but kind of fun it's going to be really grotty uh, inside but sci-fi sci-fi grotty sci-fi grotty machine and krieger kind of thing you know when people paint up the is it the krooper mm -hmm. the uh, double mustang yeah, yeah. fuselage racer <laughs> when they do that they, they do that with like a stripe or something nice i like that idea mm. it's, it's one of those things in this hobby where the idea lives longer than the bloody model does So, how was your scale model world? Because that's what we're here to talk about. We're going to do a debrief. Yeah, we should we should talk about it. For me, it was a very different uh, experience. And why was that? As my first year as a trader, we launched the um, UK distribution of Outlaw Paints with my my business as Brewbox, which went incredibly well. Lots of interest, but we were very lucky as well because we also had Peter there as well and Sam who were from Two Thin Coats. So uh, we got them on ball too. 
So it was lots yep. of firsts for the show. I have to give them a shout out, but an amazing team of friends that came and helped me throughout the weekend. So Carl, Lisa, Mark and Steve, all dressed up in their, in their uniforms, <laughs> T-shirts. And uh, it, we had a blast. We had an absolute blast. We, it was hard work, don't get me wrong, but it was a blast. Mm. A first as well, because I didn't stay in a hotel. We got an Airbnb, which was quite entertaining in itself. <laughs> So before I forget, I'll tell you this. So um, we, when I got there, I know Carl and some of the guys went over there first to get the key and all that sort of stuff. So I didn't turn up. I didn't rock up until we were kicked out of the conference center, basically. Went and chose my room. So I thought I have the room at the front. No, no particular reason, just thought I would. So I had a nice meal and all that sort of stuff. Um, on the Friday, we went out and I bought everybody a meal. Uh, um, and then got back and it's like bedtime. So that was cool. Pulled back the duvet. Oh, my God, because there was a great big pit in the bed where someone had been previously. Oh. And that sort of tells you the state of the match. Oh, no. It wasn't great. I did sleep. <laughs> yeah, I did sleep, but it was quite entertaining as to the position in which I slept. Anyway. Ooh. But other than that, um, it was a, it was quite a nice place. It did exactly what we wanted it to do. Yeah. And, of course, Steve volunteered to do all the chefing all weekend. Nice. And uh, boy, can he chef. I've never had burgers like it. So it was a social weekend as well as a hard work weekend. Oh, man, it was such a social weekend. I I hang out with those, these guys often online. Um, mm. But we certainly don't meet up very often at all uh, in person. Mm. It was a, a right bundle of laughs, all sitting around uh, looking completely exhausted. And Lisa, bless her, bought a wee bottle of whiskey so we could have a, a little dram before we went to bed to toast the day's work. Oh, that'd been dangerous. No, we were all very good actually, and um, it was very welcome. I got to be honest, I could have drunk an awful lot more. Trust me, but met loads and loads of people. Constantly running around, I got dragged out several times from behind the table, <laughs> which was good. It was good because I got dragged around by Carl. Bless him. Yeah. He dragged me around. We had a look round. We had a chat with a few traders. Found myself a few couple of contacts. Uh, looked at some amazing models. Cool. Some amazing figures mm. were there this year. Mm -hmm. RP models, bumped into them. Yep. Love them. Brilliant chaps. And their amazing Lancaster Tau uh, model that they're just, just the first print. Oh, my God. Such nice guys. And it's funny because I, um, I've had dinner with with them both last, last year. I I had a wave from him as he turned the corner and went past our stand. He was obviously beeline somewhere else. And he had put a hand up to wave. And uh -huh. I, I was oh, hello. And I had a nice wave. But I know that he's busy. He knows that I'm busy. And that was enough. <laughs> it's, it's kind of the, it's the, the Telford wave, isn't it? All right. All right. It was very much like that. Uh, I mean, Moss came over and said hello at some point. And seconds was, was a conversation with Moss. And I think we we attempted it three times and... Yeah, that's all he got. But um, it was um, it was super interesting, and it was it was great fun. And other guys that were with me were stoked as well. Uh, they thoroughly enjoyed themselves from being on, on the other side of it, if you like. Uh, especially Mark made lots of comments about the fact that he, he hadn't quite understood what it takes for the retailers to to put on their wares, etc. Nice meeting Mark Ewing. Yes. Uh, big fan of obviously, but yeah, it was it was it was overall it was a a fantastic weekend. Lots of cuddles, lots of cuddles. Yeah, see, I wasn't I wasn't up for cuddles. I just went cuddle mad. I don't know why. I just I'm not I'm not normally that tactile, but I was very cuddly. And the, and the best person for that was Paul. So John's brother. Oh right. Oh, okay. Oh. I ran across the hall to give him a cuddle, and he looked scared as anything. <laughs> Betty did. Didn't you know who you are? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nestling my, my face in his chest, he said to me, it's my brother you want to cut off. <laughs> they do look very similar. It was it was a great weekend. How about you? How was your weekend? An absolute whirlwind of just happy moments and busy moments and just kind of fleeting, you know, like I said just now, talking to the RP models mm. guy, just a quick wave, bumped into... Um, well, loads of people just guys walking around. They go, "All right, mate. All right, how you doing? Yeah, good." Now that's it. <laughs> the Telford wave. There was some great traders there. I had a really good chats mm. with. 
new ones. We had a really long chat with the Gora model, so that's great. Mm. I had lots of traders come over and talk to us on the M4H stand. A third filled the van before we'd even opened a show on Saturday. Yeah. And that so that was from traders mm-hmm. donating stuff to Models for Heroes. It wasn't the clubs. It wasn't the public. That was mm. really good. So thank you very much if you did donate to Models for Heroes. It's wonderful. We had some really meaningful conversations with some potential beneficiaries. Oh, that's great. People were so, oh God. I don't know uh, I don't know about you, but I, I don't know if it's just as you progress in the hobby and as you see other things, people's work in the competition was just outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably say it every year, and people say it every year, but the, the quality seemed to have gone out of the park. That's not how you say it. Hit it out of the park, didn't they say? Knocked it out of the park. You're right. The the quality of, of of builds just generally, you know, even on the club tables. But this year, there were some amazing builds. Absolutely amazing builds. Yeah, I know that you took some photographs around the competition. Would you be so kind as to pop them up? Yes, I will do. Not a problem. I took I took about six pictures. Yeah, yeah, I've got them. What did you think of the golds, the medal winners? Mm. Um, do you know, certainly the best in show. Um. I, I really like that build, personally. It said an awful lot to me. It spoke to me quite a lot. We, well, that's where we met Neil, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, yeah. But, yeah, no, it it, it, it just looked like a really ma- amazing uh, build. I mean, there was another one that stuck out to me, which was the Shackleton, which had um, had all of the of one side of it, every everything taken off, off it. So you had all the framework, you had all the tanks and um, you know, fuel tanks and all that sort of stuff. And that's, that's just an amazing amount of work. But I must confess, I didn't spend enough time in there no. to really go, oh, well, that one, I, you know, I'm, I don't get involved with that argument anyway. But, yeah, I can understand why it won Best in Show. I really can. Right. It, it just, it's yes, it, the criteria of judging against it, et cetera, it was a bit swayed in, in the fact that it, who knows whether it's right or wrong because it wasn't really something that would ever have been made anyway. But uh, certainly the modelling skills that I saw in the way it was built were very, very pronounced. So, um, yeah, well done. I'm assuming... And, and also, I've got to say as well, I now this this is controversial, Uh-oh. but I have to say well done to them, the judges, for choosing that particular model as well. The reason being is quite often, and this is purely my opinion, but quite often big shiny things get best in show. And there has been a few occasions where I've seen best in shows and gone, yeah, it's a, it's nice, and I can see the effort, but that one's better. And we all we all do that, but mm-hmm. to 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 choose something in that particular category in that particular style to be best of show. So uh, I I I actually commend them greatly for choosing it. I think it was a brilliant build. Um, and, a, and a brilliant choice. That doesn't demean anybody else's work because all of the work that was there was just out, outrageously amazing, and you should be proud of the fact it was there. Mm, okay. Yourself, what do you think? So what do I think versus what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um, the Best in Show one was really great. Really, really cool. We spent a, a quite a, a while standing there looking at that and chatting about it and talking about it. I was thinking it was like a wingnut wings kit that had been, I don't know, like a bits box build, you know, lots of bits yeah. and pieces to it together and that sort of thing. It didn't strike me as something uh, that was particularly high-end in terms of techniques and things like that. So I felt like the, the streaking on the wings and things like that wasn't done particularly well. But then... I didn't really look at it that well. So, mm. but there are other things on that on in the show that I remember better, like the best in show aircraft, mm. Centaurus, that entirely scratch built, um, natural metal finish, looked beautiful. And that just sticks in my head. But the purple spaceship doesn't. It just didn't leap out at me as being the best there. But you know, hey, I wasn't a judge. I'm just a hobbyist. What do I know? That's the joy of the hobby, right? Is the fact that there are so many different things in which you can do within this hobby. 
It's it's impossible. If you if you're doing archery, right? I know I, I analogize archery. If you're archery, the person with the most points wins. Yeah. Simple as that. It's not about flair or whether you stick your leg in the air or whether you've got shiny boots on. Mm-hmm. It's whether you get the arrow in the center. And you can't get that with modeling, can you? So everyone's no. going to be slightly different. But what is important are you people engage in a decent and uh, kind in discussions. Yeah, absolutely. Well done to everyone for putting their stuff in the competition because I certainly haven't done it. And while we're talking about the competition, what, what did you think about his placement this year in, in Hall 2? I didn't like it. I, uh, I don't like it because it's a bit cramped. Mm. Now, I know that you and I walked around there trying to record. We're not going to release because the audio was just terrible, and I, I blame the person who was responsible for that <laughs> entirely. <laughs> I think that the layout and everything was, was, was fine. It was just it needed to be wider. The, the aisles need to be wider. Yeah. They were last year. They felt wider. There's more space. They all felt very cramped, very squished in. Mm. I don't know. Maybe even the tables felt lower. I don't know why. There was more shadow boxes than I've ever seen. So I had to bend down to bloody get to put my eyes in them. Oh, I can see where this is going. This is this is all about your because you're too high and no one's taken any notice of you. <laughs> the fact that you've got to bend down to look in a box. Oh my goodness! Terrible. I can regard my height as a kind of a disability. As everything's too bloody small. Whack my head on everything all the time. And it hurts to bend down. Uh-huh. So, And that's why you need wider aisles, is because you, you need to take up more space as you bend down, I see. I need to stick my fat ass out so I can bend over, otherwise... Well, I never said fat ass. <laughs> don't, don't, don't put words in my mouth. I can, I can insult you without your help. Yeah. Um, so crouching down to look into a shadow box was, was hard work, which, which is a bit of a moan. But hey, oh, um, the one that uh, Adam did with the Challenger. Yes. The Challengers? Yes. Adam, was that... It was Challenger, yeah. Was it Adam Challenger? It was Adam Challenger who did the Challengers, yeah. That yeah. was really good. I liked that, actually. Um, I really got the, the sense of perspective yeah. in there. It was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. I really liked that. Um, but because I could only, I could only kind of lean down. I couldn't see it with two eyes. I could only get one eye in it, so I didn't get the perspective because I got only one eyeball could see it, and it was kind of upside down because I was leaning down. <laughs> and the and my my eyes are so far apart on my big <laughs> head that it didn't fit in the shadow box. Well, that's a, that's a complaint. Sorry, I'm not complaining about it. It was a, a really cracking piece of work, but. The problem with shadow boxes is they are that is the problem with them sometimes. And I don't know if you remember, but maybe a couple of years ago now, there was a shadow box, a very, very large shadow box of um, a scene from World War Two, which I think was Tunisia, maybe. I can't remember, but I know exactly what you mean. They were raising money for help for heroes with it. That's right. Uh, but it was massive. And it, they had every scale of modelling in the shadow box, and it looked it was awesome. A railway layout, essentially, wasn't it? I don't remember the railway being in it, but yes. No, but it was that high and big, is what I meant. Uh, you didn't have to lean to look into it. Plus, also the the, the viewing um, perspex window that you looked through was, you know, bigger than the size of a, a, a computer screen. It was it was it was very big, and and the challenge the challenge with that is the perspective, making sure you still get the perspective because you've got so much view- viewing ability. Um, and by making it smaller, it creates a better perspective oh, of Adam was trying to achieve with him. Well, he did achieve, didn't try. He achieved and, and more because it narrows your view and makes you focus on the perspective items. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other one, in comparison, you look at it again, well, I can see they're all different, different scales. Right. Whereas on the Adams, you you were looking at it and going, "Well, I'm, is that what scale is that?" Because we did, we asked each other the question, "What scale is that?" Yeah, my eyes and brain were tricked because that that smoke at the background looked incredibly imposing. Yeah, a distant. That was good. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it and and like I said, it was an awesome build, awesome, and and that's the no pun intended, but that's the challenge of having a small viewing window is it does help you with the perspective a lot more but it does make it a little bit more difficult especially when it's on a table so i suppose really the only way around it would be for it to be higher on the table or you're looking down in it It would make you feel quite sick because you'd be looking down a hill 
wouldn't you? I suppose. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I, there's no there's no right way of doing it at all. There's no right way. If you put it on stilts so that you know the likes of me can look into it, peer our great big schnoz in there, then no one else is going to be able to see in there. But if you put it down on the floor, <laughs> yeah, I guess you can't win. Can you? If you remember that picture we took, we took a selfie, didn't we? If we put everything at the height that you're at, mm. you end up with only seeing my nose and my eyes. I don't know if you remember that selfie we took. Yeah. Where is that selfie? Did it ever get published? It didn't get published, no. I, I, okay. Is it private collection? One of the many things I, I meant to do that I didn't, it, it was a, that was a great build. The other one in which I really liked as well, thinking about it now, there was a um, big diorama with some birch trees and um, a downed fokker. Oh yeah, was it quite wide and? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was quite a big scale. I think it was a one thirty second. I think it was twenty fourth, wasn't it? Was it twenty fourth? I don't know. I think so because the the figures were quite large. Yeah, was that the one that was further back from where Luke's Huey was? Yeah, yeah. So you had the mm-hmm. Hueys, etc., and then that was sort of at the back there. Uh-huh. Um, but that was amazing and. There was a gentleman from America I stood there talking to. We, we were just just admiring the work, and um, he he was talk, talking to me, and led me to believe that those trees were real, and you had to walk with a diorama. <laughs> but I I'm looking at it thinking, are they real? But I think the conversation we were having, he he was explaining that oh I loved that one. It's really well. It reminded of a friend's diorama that did that used bonsai trees that you had to water. Oh, I see. But I'm not. I'm still not 100 sure which version of that story is correct. But that's all the conversation we had. And I'll be honest, I was so confused in my mind as to are they really real that I didn't hear the rest of the conversation because I'm looking at them going, are they really real? Are they really real? Are they really real? Well, we're in, we're trying to record stuff, weren't we? So I was in the middle of working, we so I wasn't in, I wasn't even engaging with what he was saying at all. I just let you be polite, and I just wandered off. But another another thing in the in the competition area I noticed was rust. Rust was so out there this year. That Ken crowd. Oh my god, that was amazing. Um, but there were loads of loads of items that, I, that caught my eye that were were rust techniques and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because something something that fascinates me and I like to play with or or what. But it just they really did pop a lot of them. Yeah, what I liked about the Ken crowd was it wasn't just the rust technique; it was the the actual plastic had been thinned right down and bent as if you know it had yep. been rusted rather than just been applied. So that was lovely. We could, I could moan about the, the, the width of the tables, the gaps, and I could moan about the height of the tables and everything else, but it was just a bloody joy to be there and mm. looking at all the awesome work. You know, hats off to the organisers, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, I, I know we talked to Richard uh, Middleton a month or so ago, and I was in awe at his organisational skills then, mm. but then to see it all again after having talked to him, it's just incredible. And I don't know if you, if you spoke to him much uh, on the weekend. Yeah, I spoke to him a couple of times, yeah. He came over just to see me, you know. Everything all right with your meal, sir? Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, there was, it was great. It was really great. And it was great to see some new people there as well. You know, got um, e-models there and, you know, some of the people that we know and love. Oh, man. I, I didn't get a chance to see the e-models guys. I didn't get a chance to see the... There was an electronics company yeah. there, Scale, Scaletronic. I wanted to talk to them. I didn't get to speak to them. I didn't speak to anyone at Hobbyco. I said to... Again, again, I know this is down to my mindset for the weekend, but I was also very, very impressed with the um, some of the trade tables. Really gone to town, and they look really super professional. And that's not to say we don't they don't normally, but for some strange reason, I was looking around and taking notes of, oh, I like that, how you've done that, and I like this. And well, maybe it's because you're doing it yourself, and so you're in that mindset. You're looking at merchandising and stuff yeah i think it i think in all fairness it probably was but um you know the the, the great big jacklands screen that they did was uh very impressive and i weren't alone but um but yeah it does it looked it looked really good really good um and and generally and even the um club tables club tables look brilliant as well as always yeah the the rubicon one i talk about rubicon all the time but the rubicon sick table i kept bringing people to um uh-huh. 
that had been uh, just come to tell for the first time. I said, oh, have you seen the Rubicon City? Can I have a look? Um, and uh, the other one that I really liked was um, uh, the Romania um, table. Really, really neat. Um, and I don't know why. I mean, I obviously I know Ron quite well, so I'm probably biased, but uh, he uh, put on a good show with his Romanian SIG yeah. table. Yeah. The Bomber Command table as well mm-hmm. uh, in yeah, all yeah. three, showing off their massive lank, and I'm so happy that you got to see that too. Oh, do you know what? It, that was it was a joy to see, and I, I'm so pleased it yeah. was there, because obviously I was quite gutted that mm-hmm. I missed it. But I, as I stood there in awe of it, I, and I remarked about the fact that the detail in the in the water work etc the pictures just don't do it justice yeah. really don't they're just phenomenally clever and well done yeah that was that was amazing to see yeah i'm really pleased that you got to see that i'm really happy they brought it as well yeah so uh, it was just great just absolutely brilliant loved the whole i loved everything well, everything was awesome just it wasn't long enough I was even I was even chatting to someone about having maybe they should open it on Fridays, but I don't think it's if if it was possible they would have done it, wouldn't they? We had this conversation, didn't we, when we spoke to Richard, and I don't know whether it would work. I really don't, but I'd love to try it just for mm-hmm. one year. I just I think it would be quite awesome. But the, the the downside to it, the Friday would be mainly all of us walking around talking to one another. <laughs> That's fine, and I think, but I think that would be cool. I think that'd be a good idea for us, not just as traders, not just as people just visiting. The social side is so so important. Um, and the other thing I did notice as well, just in passing, literally while I was having my um, crisis moment with the toilet, the the fact <laughs> which that, I don't know if I'm going to put that story in, by the way. So oh, well, that's fine. Oh, why not? It's fine. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a bit critical of. Uh, the the Telford International Centre's facilities. No, it's not. It also sounds like you're dissing B days. There is no B in that comment at all. B-dism. I don't want Armitage Shanks on the phone again. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the guys put the guys put on a couple of talks. Ah, right. In in one of the rooms, certain things which obviously I couldn't go to, but. Um, I'm glad they've done that. I'm glad they're doing something like that. You know, I think that's quite important too. But again, with those sort of things, two days, mm, yeah, it's not, you just, the, the joy itself is you, you never have enough time to do everything you want to do. No, I suppose not. Anyway, so going forward, 2024, yes. really looking forward to it next year. Mm-hmm. Don't know what we're going to do for the group build for, for us which nice segue, yeah. see what I did there. But we did have a winner for our top competition. So a big thank you to everybody that brought their, their entries in. And there were some fantastic builds, weren't there? Everyone who came along and looked at the tarp build, because they were wondering why there was a big tarpaulin on our table. They just looked at it and went, oh, that's really cool. I like that idea. And mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they were fascinated by all the different uh, techniques that people had used, you know, mm-hmm. using millipart and using latex gloves using aluminium foil and really really cool mm-hmm. absolutely loved it yeah it was just it was just a nice happy vibe you know I mean, it, was, it was just kind of a celebration of the fun of model making you've got to say well done to chris mckee who won the actual tarp build from the table voted for by uh dale luckhurst the airfix brand manager came over and he did the judging he picked it out of all the tarps on the fiber stand and on the uh, tarp stand so well done, Chris. He got the plethora of tarp models, and Ethics um, donated a brand new Messerschmitt model for him too. So yeah, well done, Chris. Yeah, and that's that's the whole purpose of the whole whole thing. I I do want to just take on board the fact that there were winners in the main competition area that were tarp builds, golds, golds. Yeah, uh, I mean, I did ask, which I thought was a big ask that uh, a tart build might win. I'm not saying I swayed the judges in any way, shape, or form. There was no bribery or hobnobbery going on. Hobnobbery. <laughs> but it was um, it was pleasing to hear that a, a tarp won a gold. Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've heard back from the Tarp Association, actually, funny enough, uh, only this morning, saying how overjoyed they are that the tarp has been seen as as so much more than just something to cover something over. <laughs> Ian Douthwaite's Model T Ford. 
I can't remember the category, but it was it was a cracking build anyway. But yeah, should have been on the top table, but never mind. But hey, look, see now, the one thing I took from the whole that whole thing was Ian, of course, was our Walnut Build winner. Yeah, the year the previous year he was, and then he's 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 pushed himself to go into the main competition with a tarp. Uh-huh. Um, and just proved what an amazing modeler he is. Also, what an amazing idea this these silly ideas are. No, we, I, we've got some ideas for a next next one. Mm. Um, in fact, it's your idea. Mm. Um, but we'll we'll talk about that uh, another time. Mm. We've discussed it off off uh, off off, off mic. <laughs> off, yeah, we're not going to throw each other under the bus. Not, not on this episode, anyway. So, in conclusion, yes, twenty twenty four. Bring it on! Can't wait. Uh, I'm going to book my hotel soon. Oh, God, did I tell you about the hotel issue? No, what was the issue with the hotel? Uh, so I didn't, I, I kept it quiet during the, during, I didn't really tell anyone because it was a mess. So I arrived on Thursday. Uh-huh. Okay, it was a nightmare drive. It's four and a half hours drive. It wasn't supposed to be four and a half hours drives, and it was raining, it was horrible. Listening to podcasts, it was fine, but I got to Telford, I was knackered, fucked up, got out. Carried my stuff down to the hotel. Went to check in. No record of my name. No. Yeah. Got. I had pull my email out and show them the number. No, it wasn't on there. And I was like, "Oh crap!" She said, "Oh, let me just search for you for you a different way." And typed it in. She said, "Oh yes, you are booked in for tomorrow." So I was there twenty four hours early, which is you know funny now, but when you you are suddenly smacked in the face with an anxiety bat late at night and it's raining and you're tired and then you don't have got, haven't got anywhere to stay. It was a bit a bit crazy. And then where, where the hotel was, the reception had no signal. Um, I had to sign into their 30-minute free Wi-Fi to try and find myself a new place. It was all fine in the end. I, I, it all got sorted. My wife helped me on the phone. We got uh, another hotel sorted out for that night. But yeah, good God. That wasn't a great start to my Telford. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, don't do that next time. So check you've got your right dates on your hotel. Don't be me. Mm. Luckily, uh, there was a, there was a room <laughs> at the inn, in mm-hmm. the, literally at the Days Inn, mm-hmm. <laughs> for me and my donkey. Uh, that that was the only negative thing about my weekend, and that was my fault. Yeah, I can't wait next year. Bring it on. Be there. Be square. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So which show are we going to turn up as just at JMC then? I don't know. We're going to have to debate that. We're going to have to find somewhere, maybe somewhere that's like right in the middle of you and me. Yeah, yeah. Whatever show that is, it's probably like something like Milk Keynes or something, isn't it? No, or is that too far north? Mm, yeah. Well, no, it's, no, that's that's too that's too yeah. You're driving too far. Isn't that near you? What Milton Keynes? No, it would be. Oh, Slough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Slough Model Club! Here we go. <laughs> uh-huh. We're going to rock up and rock it out. Is there a is there a model show in Slough, High Wycombe? No, I don't don't think so. Might High Wycombe there might be. What model shows are there in um, West London? Uh, there is um, there is one, isn't there? There is one in Candom. No, I don't mean, actually mean in London. No, we did say West London. I did. I meant West West London, you know, all the way out west. You know, Slough West London. Oh, west of London. <laughs> <laughs> we should try and get ourselves a table there, just as you and me looking like Muppets, but actually go to enjoy the show and sort our microphones out. Yes, that's definite. Right, brilliant. Loved it. Thank you for being awesome and having fun with me at uh, Scale Model World. That was good. Thank you for looking after me and giving me a cuddle every now and again. I didn't touch you. You touched me lots. Yeah, you did cuddle me. You came over and poked your chest out of me and went, you all right? Which just basically is saying, give me a cuddle. No, no, I didn't. No. No. You did. I'm uh, not cuddling. not cuddling anyone. Hey, the reason I didn't cuddle people is that I didn't get a cold. Uh, I didn't get the lurgy, which a lot of people have. No. So. Did you get the lurgy? Nope. You have to do more cuddling. No. I got a coffee machine. Does that count? So yet again, in our opinion, the best show in the world, not just for the amazing array of fine modelling skills, but more so the amazing social side of our hobby. 
Model making, a social hobby, who'd have thought it? Meeting people from around the world and sharing that love of the smell of plastic. Next time, we'll just be making conversation about other subjects relating to this daft hobby of ours. You've just been listening to Just Making Conversation with... James Skiffins. And Malcolm Childs. Follow us on Facebook, where sometimes we post stuff and sometimes we update things. Find us on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, Google Podcasts, YouTube and all the others. Let us know what you are just making and what your thoughts are on the conversation in this here episode. Thank you for the following supporters from paypal.me forward slash podcast JMC and also the patreon.com forward slash just making conversation. <laughs> What's that? Why the, why the face? Oh, you're taking lots of air in. I had to, get, I had to move back in the room to get some air. Oh, I see. <laughs> Paul Gallagher, Chris McLean, Philippe Lefrenière, John Franson, Mike Beepstucker, Mike Shelley, Mark Harrier, Elliot Capretti, Adam Kieran, Drossel Hume, Craig Nichols, Elliot, Robert Lane, Dean, Violin Bill, Kit, Callum from Michael Machines Podcast, Paint All the Minis Beta. Brad, Warren, Tim, Black Rifle, John, Julian, Chuck, Mark, Bekawahi, Simon, the Jersey Gent, who we met, Steve, Lee, Costas, Mark, Ray, Neil, Twice, Mike, Robert, Andrew, Drew, John, Mike, Jeff, Richard, Lynn, Gordon, who we also met, and seven others. Well done. If you do show your support, leave your name so we can paint the roll of honour on the towel of the next episode. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. You can't say, I've got a funny story about the toilet without it being recording. So I'm going to press record and now you're going to tell this funny story and do it so that I don't have to edit it. This is a story about a toilet. A toilet that finds it difficult. People don't understand it. A toilet that has that overwhelming urge to be something more something beyond just a dump pot <laughs> dump pot okay so yeah so the funny story is um in in one of the the many visits uh, i went to i found hang on whoa, whoa whoa rewind okay where you are yeah you said you didn't want to do that editing yeah i know so don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we were at Telford. Ablutions are something that's necessary through a 48-hour marathon of madness, of plastic and sprue and and glue and all that sort of loveliness. So I went to powder my nose, uh, as you do, on one of the occasions, and uh, I found a toilet that I suddenly come very much aware of very quickly, uh, that uh, the toilet really didn't want to be known as a toilet however when you sit on a crapper you pretty much expect it to be a crapper so i to, i don't I, shall i go into real big detail anyway so I, I sat on the toilet to use the toilet as you would do pulling my trousers down to have a refreshing b-day effect before i did anything it gave me a good wash i was washed lord and out of the cubicle you heard my dulcet tone say what the f- is that so i carried on i powdered my nose as you do when i thought myself well i think i'm at the point where you need to just ensure that you're clean flush there we go again nice and clean washed down for the second time wow so i realized that actually what it was was this toilet was having a crisis <laughs> you weren't sitting on a urinal or something. So really. I, no, it was it was a proper toilet in a cubicle. Okay, because that okay. would have been embarrassing for everybody. Me sitting. That would have set the precedent. I sat with the toilet for a little while. We had a chat, and basically, this particular toilet wanted to identify as a B day and didn't understand why people kept shitting in them. Pulled up my my uh, attire, hoping to God that I didn't walk out of the cubicle with a great big wet patch.
Well, you'd be clean, though, wouldn't it? Oh, I was fresh. Fresh as a daisy. Yeah, anyway, I think what made me chuckle more than anything else was the fact that I sat there and talked to the toilet. I just passed on some information as to where that toilet could get help. Because clearly it needed help. Yeah, well, someone needed help. Because <laughs> you were talking to a toilet. Well done. Well, that's a lovely story. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, right, let's record. Um... <laughs> so essentially, it's that I went to the toilet and I got my balls wet. Look, I'll be honest. Normally, if you want that sort of thing, you got to pay. <laughs> so I'm just hoping Telford doesn't send me a bill saying, well, that was up above beyond what we normally offer. There's the bill. Yeah, he used the VIP toilets. <laughs> the premium wash. Was... <laughs> Washes the underneath That's as well. That's what it needs. It needs a little coin machine next to it. Do you want... Do you want bubbles or do you want just the premium wash? Do you, do you want your rooms polished? <laughs> 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 oh, I didn't think of that. You're waxing? Oh, can you imagine? For blow dry? <laughs> That's a different scale model show <laughs> that I was at. <laughs>